Good morning. So each of us has a testimony, a story of what we think to be true about God, how we've seen God work in our lives, and how we've responded to him along our journey. And this Easter Sunday, it is good and right and fitting that we share that story with one another, perhaps over lunch. Those of us who are God's children, um, it brings encouragement and strengthening and edification as we share our stories with one another. And for those of you who are here today who are just exploring Christianity, welcome. Your story is just as valuable. It's a, it's a wonderful thing for you to share your impressions of who Jesus is and why you even came to church today. For me, my faith journey began as a child hearing the teaching of the Bible, but not really understanding it. And when I was almost 17, God met me in an incredible way. I was living a very selfish and self-sufficient life. You may have heard the saying that uh, the opposite of love is not hate. No, the opposite of love is selfishness. Well, on one dark night, my creator brought me to the end of myself. And I remember crying out to God and, and praying and saying, God, if you are real, please reveal yourself to me. I cannot live this life alone. I need you. Well, I went to a church that night. I didn't even know what church it was. All I knew is that there was lights on in the parking lot, cars there, and a cross. And uh, by God's grace, they were preaching the gospel, and people were being baptized. That night, I surrendered my life to Christ. After that, my entire life changed. I remember I couldn't get enough light and life. And I would spend weeks just reading the Bible on my own, and then I'd go back to high school and I tell my classmates about what God had done in my life and I tell them the story of Jesus. So this is how my testimony begins. But this morning I want to fast forward for you and share with you the story of how God and his grace is continuing to grow me through the gospel. About seven years into our marriage, our family moved to a new city and a new church. And Sunday after Sunday, the pastor kept preaching the gospel. And having graduated from Bible college and being in full-time ministry, I was a little bit confused by this. You see, uh, I understood at this point in my life that the basic story of Jesus being born of a virgin, growing up and living a perfect life, dying on a cross and being raised from the dead was absolutely necessary for salvation. Meaning the gospel or good news message must be told to those who haven't heard it so that they can repent of their sins and believe. And as a missionary, I kind of viewed it as my role and responsibility to kind of export that commodity, that message. But I didn't realize the power that the gospel could have in the daily life of a Christian. And then one Sunday I got it. And the moment was almost as powerful for me as the moment when I was first saved. My pastor was preaching a sermon and he said, uh, picture three circles, one inside another. And the first most inner circle is the gospel. It's the reality of Christ's perfect life atoning death, 
and victorious resurrection. The second circle represents everything that is true of you because you are a Christian. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, there are biblical promises and truths that are for you. And the third and most outer circle is gospel conduct. So if you believe in the gospel, the first circle in the middle, you are a follower of Jesus Christ. And then there are things that are true of you now because you're Christian. The second circle, things like you're no longer condemned. For the Bible says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That you have peace with God. That you're a child of God. That you are the heir of a promise of eternal life. That your sins are forgiven. That you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. That God's right hand upholds you. And so much more. Because of the gospel, your life, your identity, your calling is totally new. And this third most outer circle represents gospel conduct or living a life in love and good deeds as a follower of Jesus Christ. Things that the Bible teaches us to do like love your enemies or give to the needy or do not judge others or how about do not be anxious or to make it a little bit more personal, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wives, Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. And then there's go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. All of these responsibilities represent this third circle of gospel conduct. And as my pastor was sharing these things with me, I realized that I was attempting to live my Christian life focused, first and foremost, on that outer circle. Each thing that I should or ought do to be a good Christian was becoming unbearable. They were like stones in my backpack weighing me down. I was trying to live to a standard of conduct out of duty. So that day I realized that God wanted something far better for me than that. Instead of focusing on this outer circle, God wanted me first and foremost to daily look at the inner circle, that of the gospel, preaching the gospel to myself daily, remembering who God is and what he has done for me, and allowing myself to be touched anew by the story of my own salvation, and then expressing gratitude to God for all that is true of me because of the gospel. So as I began the journey of seeking to daily focus on the gospel, looking at the recorded life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, meditating on his teachings and his promises, and allowing thanksgiving to well up within me and overflow to worship, you know what the result was? It became much easier to live the Christian life. It became much easier to fight habitual sin. There's a wonderful quote attributed to John Bunyan, author of Pilgrim's Progress. It says, run, John, run, the law demands, but gives you neither feet nor hands. What better news the gospel brings. It bids you fly and gives you wings. And I was discovering the wings of the Christian life.
Two quick stories to share how this new perspective was tested. The first came about 10 years ago when my wife, Senia, and I lost a baby through miscarriage. Some good friends, a husband and wife, had come over to our home to mourn with us and to pray with us. And Senia and I were feeling numb. We were thinking, why did this happen to us? Where is God at in all of this? And as our friends got up to leave, the husband said, you know, this wasn't your fault. And I remember looking up at him, and I was just shocked. And I was like, what'd you say? And he said, this wasn't your fault. And I just broke down and started weeping. And I realized in that moment that sometime between the death of our baby and him saying that, I'd begun to believe a lie. Without knowing it, I was believing that God was judging me for not being a good enough Christian and had killed our baby. Well, our friends in love came back into our home and sat down with us for a couple hours and we rehearsed the gospel together through reading scripture and praying and through song. We reminded each other that because Christ was crucified and raised again, we are free from the judgment of God. And God's disposition towards us is that of a loving father. And he was weeping too over the loss of our child. The second story of when this new perspective was tested was when I ended up in the ER from literal burnout. I was working at least 80 hours a week in full-time ministry engaging in evangelism and discipleship with U.S. Navy sailors. I wasn't taking a day off. I wasn't sleeping much. I wasn't spending much time with my family. And my body shut down. I was literally in a state of shock for four and a half hours. Well, after getting some rest, I went and visited my pastor and asked him for some advice. And uh, what he said hit me like a ton of bricks. He said, Nick, you are incredibly prideful. It's not what I wanted to hear. You are attempting to replace Jesus in the life of these sailors that you're seeking to minister to. And honestly, I can never thank my pastor enough for giving me that honest, hard-to-hear advice. And in the, uh, the months to follow, I began seeking to apply the gospel to my Christian service. It is God who saves, says the gospel. It's the Spirit of God who brings us to repentance, says the gospel. It's the grace of God which transforms us and trains us against unrighteousness, says the gospel. And because of the gospel, I could embrace the words of Jesus which say, My peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. Let not your heart be troubled and be not afraid. And come to me, all you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. So as I received these things, moving from that first circle to the second circle, the result of the third circle, or my Christian conduct, was that it became far more fruitful. I was resting. I was spending more time with my family. I was spending less time with the sailors, 
but I had stopped trying to do everything myself, and I began to trust God's people to join me in the mission of taking the gospel to the troops. And over the next year, our ministry more than doubled in size. Our ministry grew, and more sailors' lives were impacted by the ministry, and I wasn't killing myself trying to do it all. Well, I hope that my story has encouraged you this Easter Sunday and perhaps caused you to consider if you are living your life as a Christian, starting from that outer circle, that circle of conformity, or are you daily preaching the gospel to yourself, allowing that good news to well up within you with life and thanksgiving overflowing to worship and letting, allowing the byproduct of that to be your love and good deeds. Briefly, outside of Scripture, uh, the book which has helped me the most in my journey is called The Gospel Primer, or Primer. If you're a teacher, you can correct me. Uh, the Gospel Primer is a devotion written by a man named Milton Vincent. And if I had more time with you today, there's a beautiful poem in the back of it that I would have loved to have uh, read, but uh, you can get it and enjoy reading it yourself. Uh, it does a wonderful job of summarizing so much of, of what I felt was my own testimony. So I just commend this to you. Thank you.